Okay, so you uh, can we talk about where you are and why you are where you are? Yeah, I will say I I am in Boston. Uh, my son Liam is in a a week long program at the Berkeley College of Music, but he's too young to stay in the dorms there because he's a little younger than their mm-hmm. typical student. So I'm staying in a hotel with him all week. Um, he's actually behind me while we're recording, but he's using his switch and he's on headphones. Um, okay. But uh, so we can talk about him. Uh, but- so we can talk about him. Yes, good. But then today I ran into uh, your friend and mine, uh, Dan Morin. Um, and how's Dan for, you know, inquiring minds who uh, listen to this podcast? He's doing or, great. Or on he, it. He actually looked great. I mean, he's tired. <laughs> he acknowledged that he's tired. Um, yeah. The, sure. I, I did meet his new son, who slept the whole time, which I found a little bit rude, but it's fine. Uh, we talked about parenting. <laughs> we talked about parenting technology. Doesn't he know who you are? Exactly. I'm not going to steal any of Dan's topics, but he does have topics when he comes back. And then I was talking about okay. how I think Guy doesn't care and James is lightly miffed that we haven't been bringing in a third co-host. <laughs> and Dan's like, well, well, who's editing? And I said, uh, well, Moltz is editing. He's like, oh, he, yeah, that's that's why Moltz doesn't want to add a third host. He doesn't want to have to have a third voice to edit it. And I was like, yeah, that's oh, definitely even, Honestly, I didn't even think about that, but that's a very good reason. <laughs> it's mostly now that just I, laziness. Now that I think about it, yes, exactly. I don't want to do that. I said that our main reason was um, just the logistics. It's hard enough just to get the two of us at the same time. <laughs> that's true. That's and, also true. And then we hate those guys. Like, that's the other problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest problem. We love those guys. We love those guys. But, you know, I did get to see Dan. He said that he's really struggling um, not to text us every few seconds as he listens to the episodes of The Rebound. He listens to them in, like, five-minute chunks, you know, in between baby stuff. Um, and I said that he was welcome to send us uh, listener questions at any time. He is a, a Rebound Prime member. So oh, that's true. Yeah. He's uh, he's welcome to it. I guess, we do, I guess that's okay. Seems like a, an abuse of the system, but uh, I'll allow it. But we have a bunch of questions to get to at I some know. point. But we don't have to dive in there. Okay. Um. But yeah, what's what's going on with uh, you yeah, and well, technology? I got, yeah, I got I got I got stuff. I got stuff to talk about. I, I mean, do too, I, but I, I want you to I start. Mean, it's sort of Apple stuff, but I mean, there's there's definitely Apple stuff we can talk about. But I want to talk about me mostly. <laughs> that's 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 what I signed up for. The reason I wanted to do the show is to talk about you because I bought something. What you get? I bought a Synology. Hey, what's so the club? I, my backup, yeah, my backup solution from the last time. You know, I'm trying to remember actually when I got this thing. It was probably more than ten years ago. I think it has to be. But I've been using a Drobo forever. <laughs> and uh, what's your and concern Drobo about that? Like, <laughs> has, hasn't Drobo like filed? For oh bankruptcy? right, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, that not that that has anything particularly to do with that. Um, but it's extremely old at this point, and um. A lot of people are very like, oh man, don't trust a Drobo, <laughs> which I found interesting because it, you know, it, knock on wood, I'm I'm tempting fate right now, but it's been pretty good for me for 12 years, however long it's been, because this is like the, I don't know if it's the original original, I think it is the original like four bay. Oh, wow. Drobo. Yeah. Um, and it's connecting, you know, it's, it's FireWire 800. <laughs> so it's why I have to keep my 2007 iMac running and, uh, I had to get a new screen for it and everything. So it's a little long in the tooth and obviously it would be nice to have something that's Art a little bit more. 
a little bit more mo- modern. Yeah, indeed. No, it's um, uh, well, congrats. I mean, I, I have when you said Synology, I thought it was Synology, but I think when I got mine, we discussed how we're not sure how to say it. Um, right, right. Someone will write in and tell us we're we're saying it. Right. The, but the, <laughs> the the famous Steve Jobs quote: "You're saying you're wrong." Yeah, you're saying um, you're wrong. But the I, I will say I I learned <laughs> from a guy who says Jaguar. <laughs> I I learned at some point that um I have not ever really set up my Synology correctly. Like it's there, it's got files on it, but I there is still no great way in my mind, and I talked about this at the time, to copy files from one uh one kind of network attached storage device to another. Um oh, they all have USB yeah. ports, but you can't like connect them them and so i had been using the the you know basically shell access on the synology to try to copy stuff from the other one and it did that for days and then i learned only copied one folder and not all the folders that it claimed it was copying so i really have to do that at some point Hmm. yeah that seems i don't know exactly yeah i i don't have a plan for how i'm gonna set this up exactly um i want to put all of our you know I want this to be where our important backups go. I'm going to keep the Drobo going, I guess, to just back up old media, uh, which if that fails, I don't really care that much. I can get it right. back another way or exactly. it's probably all on streaming anyway. I mean, I probably shouldn't even be saving it, but uh, well, well, that's, that's honestly, that's the number one thing I use my, my old Western digital NAS for um, is it's I call it Lexflix, but it's where I put all the movies that I ripped from DVDs that we have, so I could yeah. not keep the DVDs out. Uh, and it actually comes in handy because right. they're not all available for streaming. But honestly, what I really should do, since it's been such a pain to copy yeah. stuff, is re-rip. Because when I ripped initially, I was like worried about storage space and whatever, and so like I didn't rip at the highest quality, and I didn't always find like a captions file, and I should probably mm-hmm. just rip them all mm-hmm. again. Uh, because I, I try so hard yeah. not to watch stuff off it, because it's a little bit fuzzier. It's like, <laughs> that not sounds, as good. That sounds like fun, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a giant dream. I even, not that long ago, I was Googling I'll be honest, I don't, I, don't do usually, I don't usually rip them again if I'm not satisfied with the size. <laughs> I'm usually like, I'll just go get it some other way. (laughs) And I own the license, you know, like I bought the movie, so it's not that big. I don't feel like it's that big a deal, but it's probably not the way you're supposed to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. And I I think it's of questionable legality. If you own the DVD, you probably still can't download it. (laughs) Yeah, probably (laughs) not. And be streaming it to other people at the same time while you're doing that all that. Yeah, but it's fine. CDing, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to You know a movie you. that you can't a movie that I learned the other day just the other day that you cannot is not available for streaming and I think not even for purchase anywhere is True Lies. Interesting. Not even available for purchase. Yeah. I don't think so. Let me let's let's see if that's true. It's definitely not streaming. Um that much that much I know for sure. It's definitely um, available for purchase on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, nope, it's actually not. It said this video is currently unavailable to watch your location. Oh, they have a yep, page nope, for it, it's but you not can't on, watch it. It's not on Apple. It's not on uh, TV, a TV app for purchase. Isn't that weird? I mean, you know, rights stuff is bizarre all the time. True Lies is unstreamable. It's that not seems available like a, on any like a, service. Like a popular enough movie, particularly at the time, that somebody would have worked out the fact that we want to make this available so that we can make a lot of money selling it to people still. And you cannot get it. It's really interesting. And there's got to be some kind of... I mean, clearly there is a reason. But, like, what could be happening with the rights that you can't watch it? Um, And I remember liking that movie. I just, like, I don't care that much. I mean, I liked it. It was fun at the time. But it's not, like, something that I'm like, oh, my God, I got to see that movie again. So I don't care that much. But I thought that was 
Hilariously, I, I was Googling various services. They tell you the one I use is real good, R E E L good.com, where you can stream stuff. And I ended up on tvguide.com, which says you can watch it on Prime Video or on Hulu Plus. I just confirmed you can't watch it on Prime Video, and Hulu Plus hasn't been a brand of Hulu's in, I don't know, a bajillion oh, yeah. years. So, yeah, that sounds slightly outdated. Way to go, TV yeah, Guide. So, okay. We're all proud of you. Uh, true. I'm going to look on uh, Just Watch. Please do. Which is the service that I use. This is fascinating. Um, <laughs> this is podcasting true, gold. True, uh, uh, just watch, of course, gives you the um, the picture of what's her name in her underwear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is definitely why you came to. Yeah, no, no. To realize is not available for streaming. Fascinating. James Cameron isn't yeah. he, didn't he direct Realize? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you, Jimmy? Let give yeah, the people what they maybe, want. Uh, maybe dropped it in the bottom of the ocean. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so yeah. So and and uh, what 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 size drives did you get for your Jaguar? Synology, Synology. You know, I actually don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm not at home with it, but probably I didn't oh, go yeah. crazy. Um, I'll try. Well, that's to what up. I wanted to know. Did I go crazy? <laughs> How big did you go? <laughs> I got two six terabyte drives. I th- my hunch without having it in front of me is that that's what I did, um, okay. but I don't know. And I probably played, paid. I hope I paid less than you did. <laughs> I hope you did too. Because where'd you get them from? Because it's been you've had that for a few years, right? Yeah, I got it in October twenty one. Um, oh, okay. So and it just, appears to me that I got. Oh, not that long. Yeah. Wow. It, it okay. appears to me that I have two four terabyte drives okay i was yeah i mean i was hovering in between that and and i did not i thought eight was too much the eights seemed like they were very expensive yeah and the four seemed very cheap or reasonable we'll put it that way how much did you pay for the sixes oh i don't know what are you guys selling them for i paid that um because i bought the drives on amazon i bought thank the you for synology i ended up with synology on new egg because it was actually a little bit cheaper mm. um, i got my synology on amazon it's and, not coming immediately you know it's not coming immediately yeah. but it was a little bit cheaper i did get the the my two four terabyte drives they were 96 dollars a piece at the time okay okay um so i don't know it's not but no i i, I listen if I'm sure at the time that the the jump to six terabytes was like, eh, it's a little bit too much. But man, these things just get cheaper and cheaper. <laughs> like yeah. me. Yeah. So for the plus tag, I think they were about 100 each. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Good they for were you. About 100, they were about 100 each. So you did get to pay less. Yeah. Well done. I feel like, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you know. And I have an I, Apple. I, I was being responsible. I felt like I have an Apple technology topic and, for you. And spending, and also spending money, which I wanted to do. <laughs> right. Two of my favorite <laughs> things. But speaking of spending money. I do want to, yeah. we have somebody who's spending money with us this episode, and I'm not oh, just nice. talking about Rebound Prime subscribers, but we'll get to them. Uh, but this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by ZocDoc. Uh, ZocDoc uh, is letting me choose from three intros, and I think they, they knew ahead of time which one I was going to pick. Battleship is a fun board game a lot of us played as kids. As an adult, Calendar Battleship is the frustrating game. Yeah, Yeah. Calendar Battleship is the frustrating game you play with your doctor, trying to find when you're both free for an appointment. With Zocdoc, booking an appointment with a doctor that suits your needs, fits your schedule, is in your network and in your neighborhood, is easy. Zocdoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, 
fix an achy back, get that mold checked out, or anything else, SockDoc has you covered. The mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. You can find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. So find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. It's their go-to whenever they need to find and book a quality doctor. So uh, I think the first this time is, ZocDoc... Okay, can I tell you how stupid I am? Please. <laughs> I spent all I spent like two hours on the phone yesterday trying to schedule an appointment with a doctor. No, you fool. So <laughs> And I forgot. I forgot that we have an advertiser that could take that, care of this for me. The so first time, what I'm going to do immediately after this episode is over is I'm going to download this app. Well, I, I have a, a promo for you to use because as well. I, I spent two hours. I spent two hours with the insurance company and um, you know, healthcare providers on the phone trying to straighten this thing out, and the, so like. I was going to change doctor. It was like this complicated thing. Anyway, I was, and then, and then finally I was just like, well, who can I see? You know, I tried to change doctors to this doctor that I wanted to get. Couldn't get that one. So I was like, who else in the clinic can I get? You can get this one. Oh, great. Okay. Let's go through this complicated process to change my doctor to that one. And then when is that doctor available? December. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, okay, who else in your network is available? Someone, you know, like someone like a half an hour away from here is available September 21st. John, I will tell you, when ZocDoc was first advertising on this podcast, before I knew they were going to be advertising on the podcast, the day before I had used ZocDoc, and it is a ZocDoc success story, because I needed to see a dermatologist for a weird bump on my head. And I got an appointment, uh, I think, two days after. And I, I had limited it to my that's insurance. That's reasonable. That's that's right. what it should be, right? They you had know every I mean? insurance carrier, every plan. So they were like, oh, this is your exact plan. Here's doctors who are covered. Here's where you can go. Here's where there's appointments. I picked my appointment time. Fantastic. And the lady I saw, I don't have a bump on my head anymore. I put a weird thing on it every day, a solution that came like in a almost like one of those weird bingo pens that people use. <laughs> and that's, I put used that to put it on my head, and it worked. <laughs> it went away. And that thing was painful until it went away. So I'm supposed to say, wow. who should use ZocDoc? Everybody, especially molts. Like this is apparently this yeah. Is, this is not worth getting on the phone for. So go to zocdoc.com/slash/rebound yeah. and download the ZocDoc app for free. Multi, I want you to do that right now. I'll, I'll wait. Okay. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Uh, that's the end of the sentence, but I said wrong. Many are available within 24 hours. <laughs> that's Z-O-C. There's no, there's no catch. That's what it is. <laughs> that's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash rebound. That URL, one more time, ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show and for helping me get the bump off my head, because that bump was and making me really hopefully grumpy. fixing my shoulder and elbow problem. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what you've been doing to hurt your shoulder and elbow, I, but I hope that we find I, a fix. <laughs> thanks to your friends at ZocDoc. <laughs> What I said. You could imagine, but you just can't say it because your son's in the room. Uh, <laughs> it's a family show. So, John, I think I mentioned... Now that Dan's gone, yeah. A couple, maybe a month or two ago now, that I bought some AirPods Max off Amazon. You did? Yeah, you bragged about that, yeah. I'm re- I'm actually wearing them right now, which I think, if anybody hears us like slightly over-talking or whatever, it's because I have a very slight Bluetooth delay, because those are the headphones I packed. Um, but... Uh, I bought when I was going to buy them. I was buying them because I saw that they were on sale on Amazon. And then when I went to buy them, they were like, "Or you can get these like new used ones for even less." And I was like, "I'll do that." And I got them for very cheap. Here's the thing. And listen, I work at Amazon. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't know what that disclaimer is supposed to mean because I'm only going to bitch from this point on. But so <laughs> they're registered to somebody else's Apple ID, and 
when I first set them up. They're like, hey, these are somebody else's Apple ID. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm going to use them. And they work great with all my devices. But all of my Apple devices warn me that somebody else's AirPods Macs are traveling with me. And in theory, that person oh could God. see where I am could all the time. see where you are. Right. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it because it obfuscates the email address of the person whose Apple ID it is. The person whose AirPods Max yes. these were clearly doesn't care about Find My and doesn't look at Find My and has no idea that these are there. Like, I'm not worried that somebody's watching right. where I go because if they saw them, they're like, oh, those aren't my AirPods anymore. Let me delete them. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. interesting to track the whereabouts of Lex Friedman. Trust me. I know. Friedman, yeah. very interesting. Me, no. But the... <laughs> I can't do anything about it. So I, I went to Amazon support and you don't get any special treatment. <laughs> First of all, you don't say, by the way, I'm your coworker. Uh, I didn't drop <laughs> my employee ID into the support chat, but they're like, we totally get this problem. That sucks. We can't replace them. We can just have you return them and refund them. And I'm like, well, I don't want to refund. <laughs> I want to keep my cheap AirPods Max, which I do and which I think I will. Um, but yeah, that's the situation. They're linked to somebody else's Apple, so I can't use Find My with them. Yeah. And somebody right. else could find me, so it's a bummer. And I don't. There's no. And I get why there isn't a solution from Apple. Uh, and when yeah. you read Apple's help docs, so yeah, you have to find the original owner. I don't know it the should, original. Owner. I think it should be more obvious somehow because I've been, I've dealt with this over the past few months. Um, so. God, when was this? It was several years ago. Hank's phone got stolen. Did I mention this on the show? I, I think you did yet. mention this, yes. Yeah, or at least I told you guys. I can't remember. Like, uh, Yeah, so his phone gets stolen, and then somehow the thief managed to get, I think, or maybe we turned off, like maybe we dumped it in a panic. I don't even remember what happened. So somehow the ma- the thief managed to set the phone to his own. Yes, you uh, did talk about this. iCloud account. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Got caught. <laughs> the phone was recovered. It sat in police impound for like two years. <laughs> oh my god, a long time. Um, and partly at the end, it was like you know we, we kept calling asking when can we get it back, and they're like, oh, we're still doing sentencing. I mean, you know, like we need this as evidence and like, all this crap. So it was at least a year of that, and then finally we were like, well, we don't even care anymore practically. Um, but we did get it back, um, but it was tied to his iCloud account. And there's this process that you can go through to get it untied, but you have to have a receipt. I managed to find a receipt that had it, and they um, they man- they did unlock it. So now I got this iPhone Seven that's completely useless. Uh, and then uh, my mom sent me a box full of her old devices yesterday. <laughs> so in this box, in this box, where I will go backwards in time and turn and and. Uh, there was an iPad 4, which I was kind of excited about because I'm I, uh, going to set that up and hopefully use it for just like a reading device on my my nightstand. There was an original iPad, uh, sorry, iPad mini. It was an iPad mini 4. Then there was an original iPad mini, which I'm probably not going to do anything with. <laughs> then there was an iPhone 6S. And then there was an iPhone 3GS. <laughs> <laughs> and the 3GS was like in pristine condition, practically, because it's got a few little scrapes on the sides. But it was she would back when, then she would um, after she was done using it, she would power it off and put it back in the box. <laughs> 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 but uh, I was in, I was. Yeah. So I was dealing. So I had to get on the phone with her and like get her Apple ID password because she had not, of course, um removed any of these devices i mean the the 3gs of course was not even you know they don't even think they had any of that stuff back then so that was not a problem but the other ones were still tied to her the phone was not because i think she went to the apple so the 6s was not because the apple store probably did that for her when she bought her new phone uh but the other two the ipads were both still tied to her 
account. And so she had to give me her iPad, her Apple ID password over the phone. So that, now that you're talking about this, though, I'm wondering if it's worth so reaching out turn to, it off. to Apple, right? Because it does seem like analytically one could see this was a device that, you know, they, they can see where it's been from other yeah, air tags and stuff. I don't think they're going to, that's the thing though. I don't think they're going to let you do it because they don't have proof of proof that it's yours. I mean, I have a receipt satisfy. that I bought it that from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to count yeah. for them, would be my guess. And so, like, they just, they would, but, I mean, Apple cares a ton about privacy. Um, they won't like, in the, I would imagine they wouldn't like that somebody else can follow me around. Yeah. Um, they don't want to violate the other person. I could imagine a world where maybe they email that person. Right, like maybe there's some kind of form email yeah. that they can send to the other Apple ID saying, "I don't know. We believe you don't own this device anymore." Is that true? I guess I'll try it. I'll take it as homework and see. Yeah, you could give it a shot. I mean, it's probably you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to get any kind of satisfaction out of that. But you give it a <laughs> I try. so rarely well, do. That, and that was the thing that I worried about when I turned that that iPhone seven on. I was like, the thief could be looking at, and now knows where we live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, that is my situation. But this in, in, this, yeah. in this case is not a thief. It's a person who bought and returned AirPods. Lovely right, AirPods. Right. Yeah. But John, mm-hmm. I do have some good news. Okay. Many listeners have written in with questions. These are Rebound Prime mm-hmm. subscribers. They went to prime.reboundcast.com. And I have to say, uh, we, we joke about it a lot. We go through these questions a lot. Um, what I do think we're giving a reasonable amount of value, right? People get to submit these questions, plus they get a, a bootleg episode that we post almost as soon as we're finished recording, and they get a bonus episode every single week. You accidentally left a bonus episode in a couple of weeks ago, and that drove a bunch of people to subscribe. So if you like that free bonus episode... <laughs> Completely on purpose. Sign Completely up. Completely yeah, true business move virus. Um, but I also say, like, mm-hmm. uh, I really appreciate the people who do it. Like, that means a lot to me that there's all those people who are willing to pay some money to hear us do our thing. So thank you to those people, and here are your questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm Absolutely. Jack Carlson, if you were asked to recommend a brand to someone who wants a Windows laptop, which brand would you recommend? I feel like you're going to have more information on this than I do, Maltz, but I guess if I was going to get a Windows laptop, I would either get one of the ones that Microsoft makes themselves these days, or I would probably go HP, only because those are the ones I've had experience with. But what what would you recommend? Um, I always hear good things about um, Razer. They're Mm -hmm. very expensive. Yeah, um, but they they better seem than the like, phone they used to make with Apple, right? Yeah, yeah, right. No, they seem like super well built uh, unibody construction uh, stuff. <laughs> I love what you talk dirty. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they are not cheap for sure. Um, so if you could afford it, I would say I would say Razer. But after that, it's the names you probably know. HP sells. Some decent ones. Um, HP and Dell are probably comparable. Yeah. Lenovo's not bad either. <laughs> um, Hank you, had a are Lenovo you trying to name for all a while. The right now? He's, he's tough. Well, <laughs> well, none of them are as good as you know what <laughs> Apple makes. Right? right. None of them feel as good. None of them. <laughs> they, you know, they're just, and they're often colossal. If nothing else, I would say. Get a name brand, right? Like, don't get some weird yeah. off-brand Windows machine because then you're getting what you're not, not for, for. No, and definitely, well, definitely not for a laptop. I think you can. I mean, I mean, I got him an MSI for his desktop computer, which is not a you know a completely unknown name. Um, but there, there, I think there are some gaming machines that have names that you might not have heard of before. Yeah. That are they're sort of like I mean they're built to be you know ones that you can swap parts out in and out of easily when you want to upgrade the 
um, RAM or you want to upgrade the video card and stuff like that. So I think you can, I think, you know, I'm hoping because <laughs> like I said, I bought him one, but, um, but I wouldn't do that with a laptop probably for sure. Yeah. Um, so we have, yeah, in the house we have had, um, Karen has an, as an HP, she, she occasionally needs a windows machine for work. She got like a fairly, a relatively cheap one. I mean, it was actually, it was quite cheap. It was like 450 bucks or something at Costco. And it's been fine for her. She doesn't use it much. Uh, it's she's certainly not playing games on it. But every once in a while, she has to look at police surveillance videos. <laughs> and for some reason, they come they come oh, to the God. they come on um, CDs that are only viewable using a Windows app. At least that's I think that's how they're ripped or whatever. Right. Uh, and that's often and how Hank, X-ray companies do their thing when they rip stuff to when they put films on a, a, a disc. They say that it's viewable on Windows only and. I have finally found a way to open them on my Mac, but yeah, it's probably, oh, okay. she yeah, probably found the easier yeah. solution. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes. And then he had a, he had a Lenovo and then he had a Dell and God, where's that Dell? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's uh, rough on things. They didn't last super long, um, but they were fine for a while. Noisy for sure. Yeah. Uh, because he's playing games, of course, and uh, the fans are, super loud so good luck <laughs> well speaking of hank sort of um i fixed that cz says ha i've just realized dan is now a dad so can we please reboot ttca during this car round <laughs> i hope john a doesn't mind it's been 376 days and counting so not that he's counting uh for one thing i would note hank uh, one of the kids of the hosts of that show is 18, like not even a kid <laughs> technically right. anymore. Um, yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, I couldn't do, you can't do a turning this car around with me and Maltz that doesn't have John Armstrong on it. I do think at some point we yes. should do a crossover bonus episode when Dan comes back. Um, yeah, that'd be good. But ultimately, my feeling is this. It's, t- it's time for a new generation of dads to take on the turning this car around <laughs> Dan and two other people. <laughs> that's That's my feeling. <laughs> We were tired back then, but we're tired now for a different reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're yeah. just old. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before, but like, particularly, I mean, you, know, you said Hank is, Hank is now an adult. It, it is not terribly cool to be talking about his stuff too much yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. And um, I, I honestly, I, you know, and they got, they got old enough that it seemed like it was not, you know, before he turned 18, it was like, we were, we were becoming uncomfortable talking about. Right. It was, it gets harder and harder to talk about their stuff is really what it is. Yeah. Right, right. It's like when they're kids, it doesn't matter. You know, it's yeah. like it's, it's not that not, not that big a deal. But when they become teenagers, it becomes a bigger deal. It's like you That's wouldn't exactly your like as a teenager. Imagine if your parent, your dad, was on a podcast right. talking about talking about your dating, your life dating, for what and with, yeah, you know, like you not know, okay. your, all that stuff. That would be terrible. So um, That's why we're not doing it. Listener Jared also says, John got a job. Also, John got a job. <laughs> You did? Oh, John, I'm sorry. I no, I didn't. I can't know. imagine you having I'm, a job. I'm unemployable. I'm unemployable. Uh, listener Jared says, I keep hearing about this elusive rebound slack. How can I join this illustrious group? In fact, it, the rebound slack is the turning this car around slack, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, if you tweet at me, at LexFry, I will get you an invite link. It's free for anybody. You don't have to be a Rebound Prime member because uh, we didn't think of that fast enough. And um, I believe in the slack, in the slack, Mahir just said that he, earlier today or yesterday, he said, I just realized that there was another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Never, never what happened to this podcast? Why, Why can't we have this podcast back? <laughs> Slack. Yeah. Yeah. Listener Yitz asks, do you have a particular memory 
where you came up with a great solution to a problem and felt really smart about it and or a really dumb mistake. This is like a job interview question. (laughs) They're probably, it's almost the same answer for me. What's your answer? Well, not, not exactly, but like they have to do with, um, I made a lot of, I made a lot of little apps at work. Um, many of which I think, I think were pretty good. Uh, and, and not being super careful. I also screwed up pretty badly one time <laughs> in particular. Um, but you know, I think, I think overall I, I, I created a lot of value for the company, <laughs> even though at one point I overestimated revenue by like $250,000 for a quarter, um, which I was not, not very happy about. And, and no, no one was very happy about it, honestly, but I did find it and I managed to fix it fix the problem but that uh that that was a, that was an instance of like i think the way that uh, i used to write like a lot of like sql stuff and um access databases that would access uh that would use um sql server backends to store the data and i was you know not not a real programmer but i was throwing this stuff together and i think what the problem was that i ran into a situation where uh multiple users were hitting the database and I was not taking that into account. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they were using the, the, the I, I would make these access databases and then they would get shared by people. <laughs> so people would not understand. Like I wasn't thinking like what, what could possibly happen that could go wrong. <laughs> right. And, enough. And I was thinking, well, I'm giving this access database to this person to do their job and I'm making their job a lot easier by doing this. And then that person would go, well, there's no reason why I can't copy it to this other person. And then the two of us could do the same thing. Actually, no, there's a very good reason why you shouldn't want to do that. Because when you're both accessing the data at the same time, the, 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 the system that I built is not, is not designed for that. <laughs> so, so they were, they were leaving records out there that were not, that were sort of orphaned, but they, when I at see. the end of the quarter, yeah. they would get summed up into revenue and it was like, Oh, suddenly there are all these, what the hell are these? These aren't even supposed to be in there. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to take into account. The problem is I am not taking into account the fact that multiple people are putting things in at the same time and it's getting screwed up interestingly my head immediately went to you know software development style answers as well because i i once i was once a professional um we called them programmers at the time or a web developer um and you know there were times throughout my career where I, i would not say that i'm like the greatest developer of all time or anything like that by a wide margin that's james but the um hi james but the um you know, I, I was good. <laughs> sorry, guy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guy. I was good at certain, like, I, I, to me, and I don't think everybody thinks this way, but I think of writing and programming very similarly. Like, it's similar parts of my brain. And I'm not the world's greatest writer either, but a skill that I absolutely had that I remember Dan Frakes was like, you're going to have to slow down here my first or second week at full-time in Macworld. So I can write fast. Um, and I also found that I could code fast. And so when we had, like, we need to get this feature out there. I, you know, there was the team that you would go to if you needed stuff that could withstand, you know, multiple users in multiple cases. You know, what if we have 100,000 people at the same time? Or what if there's this kind of rate? Like, and I appreciate those needs, but sometimes we're like, we need this feature out right now. And I could do that. And I was proud of that. So the two things that spring to mind for me that I'm actually genuinely proud of are one, Macworld had uh, a system with 
uh, I think a backronym. It was called Tulips. I don't remember what it stood for. And that was where you, that was their CMS for publishing articles, but there was no great system for assigning articles and claiming them and who's going to cover what. And they were like, maybe we should use, um, Bugzilla. And I was like, no, I'm not, I refuse to use Bugzilla, a bug tracking app to handle article assignments. So I wrote a thing. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. I just took time, wrote an app. I think it was before I worked there full time, actually. And I was like, hey, Jason, I have this that we can use instead, Jason Snell. And he was like, great, let's use that. And then when I went to, that's right, when I went to work full time for Macworld, it became this weird, like, legal thing where they were like, well, we can't continue to use a thing that you wrote when you were an employee. We have to buy the software from me, which they did for some token amount. Um, but like, I liked that because I don't want to use some shitty web app. That's not right for article time, but let's make one that's specifically for this purpose. And like anytime somebody wanted a new feature, I go, yeah, I can do that too. And it was, I loved that. But much more recently, a couple years ago, my kids are going to sleep away camp for the first time. And I wanted to have a way that they could contact me. Uh, and they get access to computers there sometimes, uh, but not phones. And so I built a crappy little, app one for each of them like a single web page app that was like a chat app and it was not great uh but then the next one was like oh i should have just set up a slack so we did this summer they're back there again and a couple days in um the camp decided we're going to block access to slack not that they don't want kids <laughs> contacting their parents but like they didn't want kids <laughs> signing into other slacks yeah so yeah. then my kids were, i was like emailing the ones where they were like okay you can go back to that old chat app but man that chat app sucked and so over the time while they were at camp, I would tweak it a little bit each day and like make it a real kind of modern web application. So it's got uh, Bitcoin. No, um, it's but like where it didn't have to refresh, where it was mobile optimized. So when it, they were writing and I was writing back from my phone, it was easier to use. It was easier for them to not send the same message. Like and, I just, and so now it's like pretty robust. I wouldn't share with other folks. It doesn't even use a database. It uses flat files because I wrote it initially in 30 minutes. Um, but uh, it's like literally how we stay in contact with our kids while they're at camp. And so I really like that. That's one that I'm proud of. I felt smart about That's it. That's cool. Well, what else we got? Listener Mahir, of course. Um, we have two more questions. Mahir says, have you ever had a moment when you tell yourself that you're a grown-up and that you shouldn't just roll with it and then make a change, specifically for something minor, such as replacing your old socks with new ones? Oh, I understand the question. So <laughs> where you're like, hey, I should just yeah. roll with it. I'm a yeah. grown-up. Let me make a change. Um, right. More every day, Mahir, is my answer. Yeah, I yeah, I think I... I mean, the... the the synology, I think, yeah. <laughs> is actually a, an example of that. But yeah, um, I I also <laughs> just you know since he brought up socks uh, <laughs> early on when you know when we bring in and TTCA, we got uh, a whole bunch of underwear from um, Mac Weldon or Me-Undies? Mac Weldon, yeah. which which I absolutely love. Um, but it's finally getting to the point where they're you know. A lot of the originals are ready to be retired. Actually, I think the yeah. ones I think the ones that I'm wearing today are are, are are one of those pairs. So I gotta I've gotta make an investment. Um, I also got some I got some Bombas, which are pretty good too. Um, yeah, but I still I still love Mac Weldon absolutely. Um, and not I, a paid I, endorsement. I might, I might go back to Mac Weldon just to just to give them some business too. I would also try using the TCCA code and see if it's still active. You never know. Well, that's true. Um. <laughs> And then, yeah, I guess the same. I just put in. I just put in the talk show. <laughs> you bastard! But there are <laughs> things that, yes, I mean, it especially comes like being grown up. Of like, hey, if it's if it's twenty dollars, why am I going to overthink that? And I certainly there's yeah. some privilege associated with that. But like, if it's a thing that's going to make life materially better, yeah. then I'm trying to get smarter about that and to not always say, let me get the absolute cheapest solution. But like, let me get the thing that makes the most sense. There was one very recently where I have a garbage can for my car. And it doesn't 
work for me because it sits in a cup holder, but where it is and with my height and my hand, I knock it down all the time. And I've spilled trash in my car and it makes me mad. So I was on. <laughs> if you're going to spill trash in your car, just throw it in the, right. the floor in the first place. Like a normal person. But so I was, I saw Wirecutter had some tweet about here's the garbage can that we recommended for a car. And it's like totally different. It goes in a different place. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spend whatever it was, $16 on this stupid garbage can. And it's arriving at my house today where I'm not, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, so, uh, oh, uh, please. how does this garbage can work? How, how is say <laughs> you that? can strap did you, it? Did you to, describe it? I, and I no, it. it's like it straps okay. to a headrest. Like you can strap it around the passenger seat headrest, so it's like in behind you a little bit, and then you can like reach behind uh, okay. you to tuck things in. Okay. You so can also strap it in the back console. Seat has to has to stare at some garbage. That's right. But um, it's a very so self-contained. Kid, one thing. of your kids is gonna have is gonna be staring at garbage. Yeah. Well, tough crap, kids. Um, <laughs> And finally, Jack Carlson also asks, what's your favorite genre of music? Hmm. Um, I don't really, I don't have a good answer to that. It used to be alternative, right? I mean, like, but yeah. every time I listen to alternative, you know, like uh, the alternative playlist on Apple Music, it's like, I like most of it, but it doesn't sound like... Or like I should say, I like a lot of it. Uh, right. It doesn't sound like alternative from like the '90s, you know. So something something happened to alternative music in between then and now, and I'm not exactly sure what. <laughs> no, um, that, I get that. Yeah. It's very rare that I would say to any of my smart devices or phone, like play this genre. If I ever no, do, yeah. the two yeah. that I would say are classic rock, mostly because Liam loves it. Um, so if, like when we drove to Boston, we listened to classic rock for the first several hours and eventually was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then the other, <laughs> if you can call it a genre, and I guess it is a lot of the times alternative, but not always is I, I will sometimes say play nineties, like much more than I'll say play eighties or play two thousands. Okay. I'll say play nineties yeah. and that works for me, but I mostly I probably play, I play a lot of eighties, um, I, because that's, you know, yeah, that's your 90s. That's when I came up. That's when I came up. Yeah. I am. Um, I mostly listen to like what I consider kind of nerdy skewing music, as we've discussed on the show many times. They might be giants right, right. and weird Yankovic and brainy good ladies, yeah. etc. So, yeah, I wish you know. I, I also I listen to a lot of um, soundtrack stuff, uh, mostly from Marvel movies, but also uh, other stuff which I love. That would have um, been Dan Moore's answer. Were he here today? Yeah, but I wish I could exclude that from like when I say play my station or when I say like f- or, or when I when it plays the recommended here's a bunch of st- stuff we recommend for you i don't want <laughs> them to recommend soundtracks to me I, oh, I, I have a very specific interest in soundtracks they cannot they their algorithm does not work like they're not going to know what i what i want in terms of soundtracks like, they're they gonna, being they're gonna play a sound, case, they're gonna play yeah. a soundtrack to a movie that i did not watch or did not like and i'm not interested in are you a thumbs downer that. um i and sometimes I, yeah, because I think, didn't I talk about this? I was listening to some, like, the new music. Here's your new music. And one of the songs was Van Morrison. Oh, right. Yes, you did. Talk and it was like, and I was yeah. listening to it. And I was like, oh, I like kind of like the beat. This is kind of good. And then I'm all listening to the, started listening to the lyrics. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is an Annie Vaxxer song. <laughs> so I do, I do a decent, because uh, I use both Amazon Music and Apple Music. And I, I will freely admit that I use both services. Uh, sometimes I'm trying to use one and end up using the other because like, you know how sometimes when your phone pairs to your car, it's like, oh, you must want this. So like, sometimes I'll be listening oh, yeah. to a podcast and say Overcast, and then my car's yeah. like, ah, let me randomly stop it and start playing music from something else, which makes me swear. But um, 
I, I'm an active, an avid thumbs up or and thumbs downer. Some, you know, if I'm not driving, it's with the on-screen buttons, but you can also do it by speech, and I do that a lot. Um, Amazon Music finally got smart. I mean, finally, I, they've done this for a long time now. But where, when the app is open, it responds to um, the Amazon Smart Assistant's name. <laughs> um, so you can speak to <laughs> it that way. Be. Yeah. And then I also have Amazon Auto, which is their Echo device for the car, um, which you can use to control Apple Music, too. So I don't know. I, I use both services. I mostly, I guess, listen to music when I'm in the car. Um, but I still... I was did, you, my, did, you have the, did you have the Spotify uh, car thing? <laughs> I did not have the now discontinued car <laughs> thing. But I, I will say, my, my favorite genre of music right now is podcasts, <laughs> because that's... I wrestle with, what do I want to listen to? Do I want to listen to music or do I want to podcast? I, I listen to music while I shower. That's my other primary music listening time. And then in the car, when I do listen to music, I love it. But I have so limited time to listen to podcasts that if I'm in the car by myself, I almost always go to podcasts instead so I can try to catch up. Hmm. I usually, I'm usually, these days, well... Since Hank's been out of school for a while, um, there's I haven't been driving much, so I just listen to like whatever I whatever I've been listening to recently on the, on music. I haven't yeah. I haven't listened to a podcast in the car in quite some time. I I object to like I need something in between, like. Spotify, I think, calls it, or maybe Amazon Music, maybe they both call it, like, Discovery, right? There's, there's like, here's the music we mm-hmm. think you'll like, and then there's, like, here's music we know you like. <laughs> I kind of sometimes yeah. want something that's, like, a little bit in between, um, where it's, like, we're going to play a bunch of stuff we know you like, and then a couple yeah. Discovery things, too, because I, I sometimes well, get annoyed. So that's, yeah, that's what the Apple Music, like, when I say uh, play my station, it usually will throw in some things. That, Interesting you say that play like. my station. My trigger is always play Lex's Apple Music, <laughs> but play my station feels less awkward. Maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah, yeah. And th- and then the other thing that I really have enjoyed quite a bit and gotten a lot of good music from is picking a song and starting a station from that song, and yeah. then it'll play stuff that's like that. And when you want to start a station, do you say play more like this or... I usually tap, I usually do it through the ah, interface, see. so I'm usually, because um, I don't know how to trigger that by yeah. voice. So I often do it with bands, right? I'll say, like, start an AJR station. Shout out to Jason okay. Stell, who I know also likes yeah, AJR. Maybe, yeah, maybe that yeah, but, that'd probably work. Um, sometimes it's, it's, sometimes the, the geniuses I mean, of these companies have a wide I wonder if you could start, start a station based on um, yeah, I'm sure you can. Rock Lobster by the Beatles. <laughs> Now I want to hear that station. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you do. Your own private Idaho. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other songs were Mandela. That's a good station. <laughs> 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 